You know, we are just days away from the whole world uh, shutting down for Christmas. You know, the stores are going to close, the offices close, there'll be very few people uh, out on the interstates. It's amazing that an event that happened over 2,000 years ago can have a profound impact on us today on the other side of the world. Uh, even the dates on our calendar, you know, we talk about 2018 and we're getting ready to start figuring out how to say 2019. Um, that reference point, the reference point is the birth of Jesus Christ. So uh, what's so special uh, about Christmas? Uh, what's the big deal? Uh, what is so special about Christmas is uh, really uh, three things that I just want to mention to you today. Um, the, the relevance of Christian, why, Christmas, why it's so important. Uh, the reason for Christmas, why did he do it? And the result of Christmas, what difference does it really make uh, for me? Uh, so three things. First, the relevance of Christmas. Uh, you know, you can sum up the relevance of Christmas in one phrase. God came to earth. God came to earth. Say that with me. God came to earth. You know, during uh, the Second World War, the big news was that the Allies invaded Normandy on D-Day. But the bigger news was that God invaded the earth 2,000 years ago. It was big news when man walked on the moon. But it was bigger news when God walked on the earth. And not only did God come to earth, and, but the most shocking thing of all is that God came in the form of a human being. The Bible says, Jesus Christ is the exact likeness of the unseen God. He existed before God made anything at all. And in fact, Christ himself is the creator who made everything. Colossians 1, 15 and 16. You see, Jesus didn't start in the stable. His beginning was not simply in, a, in the manger. He existed before creation. The Bible says that he is the creator because he is God. He made you. He made all of us. He is God. I mean, we have a phrase, sometimes we say, like father, like son. Well, that's true with God. If you've seen the son, if you know Christ, then you know that you've seen God. The Bible says he became like men and was born a human being, Philippians 2, 7. I mean, if you were God, you wouldn't have done it this way. No, you'd, you'd have got some kind of marketing company to help you with this. I mean, you would have done, done it with pizzazz and with flash. I mean, you'd have planned it at the, at the halftime of the Super Bowl so that everybody would be watching and you'd get all the leaders of the world lined up on the 50-yard line and bringing you billions of dollars in gifts uh, because, it, yeah, I mean, you're God, right? But God had another idea. He would come to this world in the same way that every one of us did, by being born into it. I mean, it shocked even the angels. God created the universe. The one it created would be so humble and limit himself and come down to earth in human form. And not only that, but be born of peasant parents in a stable in a tiny little village. Unthinkable, right? I mean, we're so used to the story, it doesn't even bother us. But it's an amazing, unthinkable thing that God has done. God could have come to earth in a lot of ways that would have freaked us out, right? Scared us, made us run in terror, but he didn't do that. 
He came in a way that can only relate to, we could relate to because we've experienced it. I mean, nobody is scared. Well, I started to say nobody's scared of the baby except when you're first a dad, right? That, 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 that gets us under, but we get over that pretty quick. Uh, the Bible tells us that Jesus was in every sense a human being. He came to the earth, he limited himself, and he, he was God in human flesh. You know, you see these little, we have a few nativities at our house, and a, a few of them, yeah, that's a, that's a joke, right? Um, a few of them have these little halos made on top of like Mary and Joseph and Jesus and all that. And I guess that's a, but Jesus was every bit a Palestinian Jew that was born. He, he was a child. He was a baby, just like we, we just celebrated. He worked in a carpenter shop, so he was probably developed muscles. He was, a, he was an average guy. The Bible says that while he was on the earth, he was tempted just like you are, that he had the same struggles, the same temptation, the same desires, same drives. He suffered just as we do. He was discouraged. He was lonely. He was frustrated. The good news is that this child born in Bethlehem understands how you feel. God says, I've been there. I know what it's like. I came to earth so that you would know I experience everything that you do. So the truth of Christmas uh, is recognizing that God has come to the earth. You know, for a lot of people, Christmas is not all that happy. Uh, it's difficult. Sometimes there's a lot of negative emotions. Uh, maybe another year has passed and things haven't changed. Maybe you're suffering from depression or maybe loss of somebody that's not with you this Christmas. Maybe you say, well, I wanted to get married this year and you didn't. Or your marriage problems have not gotten any better. Or you're dealing with difficulties with children or jobs. You know, sometimes the difficulties cause us to feel sad and to feel depressed. But if you feel that way this morning, Jesus Christ understands how you feel. He knows exactly what you feel. He made you, and then he became a human being. So we and billions of other people uh, this week will begin, are celebrating the birth, not of an, uh, just, an, just an average person, but this baby was God in human form. So why is Christmas such a big deal? God came to the earth. Uh, that's the difference between A.D. and B.C., is that Jesus has come. That's the good news. Why did he come? He, that's the reason uh, for this whole season. He, God came to earth. And number two, the reason for Christmas, he came for my benefit. He came for your benefit. Would you say that? He came for my benefit. Say it again. He came for my benefit. See, you didn't realize it, but you needed him. You needed him to come. Uh, why did God come to earth at Christmas? The Bible gives us at least four different reasons. First of all, the first reason that Jesus came to earth is to show us what God was like. To show us what God was like. I mean, there's a lot of crazy, bizarre ideas about what God is like. If you haven't looked on the internet, all you got to do is just look around. Uh, you can find anything. I mean, sometimes people will say, as pastors, they'll say, well, I just don't believe in a God that would, and then they have some kind of whatever they think about that. And I usually say, well, I don't believe in that kind of God either. Because the God that we serve is not some crazy idea. Jesus said, I'm the truth. I came to show you what God is really like so you can know him. Uh, you know, when you go outside, 
or you walk around in nature, there are some things that you can learn about God. I mean, you take a trip up to the mountains, uh, and you can, you can see that God is powerful. As you look at the wind, and the weather, and the rotation of the earth, and the power of God that is in the universe, you can learn quickly that God is organized, right? The very organized order of the universe. We can look around and see that God likes variety, and God likes beauty. So there are some things that we can learn about God just by walking around in nature. But there's some things that you cannot learn about God outside of knowing Jesus Christ. You can't know that God is loving of every person outside of what Jesus Christ came to show us. We know that because of him. You can't know that God is forgiving. We only know that because of Jesus Nature doesn't teach us that God has a plan for every one of our lives, that we're not here by accident. Only Jesus teaches us that. He lets us know what God is really like. Another reason that he came, the second reason is that God came to earth to show us what life should really be like, to show us how to really live. Uh, The truth is, a lot of people aren't really living. You know, you meet a lot of people that are just kind of existing, you know, they, they get up, they go to work, they come home, they try to have some dinner, they watch TV, they go to bed, and then the next day they do it all over again. You know, I would not say that's living, that's just kind of existing, right? You know, Jesus said, I have come that you might have life to the full, to the fullest. You notice Jesus didn't say, I have come to help you be religious. I've come to, to show you some religion. He said, I came to make you fully alive. So not just physically alive, not even just emotionally alive, but spiritually alive, that your soul is alive because you're connected to your creator. You're not going to live a life to the full if you don't know him. Recognizing the fullness that he offers to us, that happens in Jesus. Number three, third reason that he came was that he came to earth to show us that we can trust God to show us that we could learn uh, to trust God. I mean, you got to know someone to be able to trust them. The reason why we don't trust God more is that we don't know him well enough. If you know him, you trust him. The more you know God, the more you're able to trust him, the more you recognize that he's worthy of your trust, that you can, you can count on him, you can depend on him. So Jesus is seeking to help us to learn to trust him. And the last reason... The fourth reason God came to earth in the form of Jesus as a baby is to forgive everything you've ever done and to offer you a perfect place in heaven that he's provided for us. Now that's a deal and that is quite a Christmas gift. The Bible says he became a man so that he could take away our sins. And though he was God, He laid aside his mighty power and glory, taking the disguise of a slave and becoming like men. And he humbled himself even further, going so far to actually die on a a criminal's death on a cross. Jesus came to earth to die for all the things that we've done wrong so that we don't have to pay for them with death. We can be forgiven. We can actually be free. And you know what that's called? That's called grace. And you can never underestimate the power of grace that he offers to all of us. Uh, You uh, were given this opportunity. You were given this precious gift of his grace. And ultimately, because of that, you have the opportunity to go to heaven. What a blessing. You know, it costs Jesus a lot. 
He sacrificed. He left his eternal throne, his kingdom, his home in glory. He limited himself. Uh, he limited, took on the suffering of the world, our sin, gave his life for all of us, died on a cross. Jesus didn't stay in a manger. I know he's in a manger in your little nativity, but he didn't stay there. He didn't stay in a manger. He didn't stay in a crib. He went to a cross. Why in the world would he do that? Why in the world would he do that for you and for me? I'll tell you why. Because he loves you. He loves you more than you will ever understand. He, you can't even fathom how much God loves you. I'm so certain that when you get to heaven and you see God face to face, you're going to be overwhelmed by how little you realized how much he loved you. You can't even understand it because our brain, it's like being an ant and trying to figure out our brains. We can't even fathom how much God loves us. Nobody will ever love you like God loves you. He draws near to us at Christmas. How much does God love you? The Bible says Jesus stretched out his hands, let them nail him on a cross, and says this is how much I love you. This is how much you matter to me. I made you. I created you. I also die for you. That's how much I loved you. The Bible says God showed how much he loves us by sending his only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love that God sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. And Jesus says, greater love has no one than this to lay down his life for his friends. Uh, you know, you, you've seen it. You know, uh, we, we, we say it. We see it on signs, on bumper stickers, lapels. It says, Jesus is the reason for the season, right? And that is true. Um, but I just want to tell you a, a, just a little secret. Something a little deeper than that. Jesus is the reason for the season. But one of the reasons that we celebrate is that you are the reason for the season. You are the reason for the season. I thought somebody'd say, wow, or amen, or something like that. You are the reason for the season. You see, if God hadn't known that you needed him to come to earth and to die for you, he would have never done it. If you didn't need what Christ had to offer, he wouldn't have wasted the effort. You're the reason for the season. You're the reason he came. You're the reason that he was born in Bethlehem. You're the reason that we celebrate Christmas. Now, don't let it go to your head, but just recognize that we got this God's gift of Christmas that's given to us. That is wow, right? Amen. Praise him. The relevance of Christmas is that God came to earth as a human being. The reason for Christmas is that he came for your benefit. Now last, what, what's, the, what's the result? I mean, what's the, what's the result for me? The result is that you and I can know God personally. You can know God personally. Put, the, put your I in front of that. Say, I can know God personally. Ready? I can know God personally. You don't sound like you believe it. Say it again. I can know God personally. Um, you can have a personal relationship with the creator of the universe. God knows everything about you, and he wants you to know everything about him. He wants you to be his friend. He wants you to recognize his love and to embrace you. 
That's the reason that you were created. The reason you were put on the earth is to have a relationship with God. You know, I say to people all the time, they'll say, well, I'm glad, you know, I'm your pastor and all that. And I often say, well, I'm not just your pastor, I'm your friend. Uh, You know where I got that from, right? That's from God, right? That That was him. He's not just our God. He comes to have a personal relationship uh, with uh, each one of us, recognizing his love. I mean, if you miss that, you missed everything. You missed your whole life. You just missed the whole reason that you were created in the first place, to get to know God on a personal basis. He says, I want you to know me like I know you. You have to receive this gift. You have to uh, recognize the difference that it makes in your life. I heard about this friend the other day that told me that they had, in the getting out all the stuff for Christmas, that they realized that they had a package that they had not opened from last year. So it had this little thing on it. It said, this is a gift for, and it had their name. And it, he opened it, and it was a gift certificate. And it said, This certificate entitles the bearer to a wonderful experience of a one-hour therapeutic massage. I thought, wow, you probably could have used that this year for sure. (laughs) All the times he was stressed out, and uh, maybe that would have helped him. But, you know, the problem was he didn't open the gift. Just been sitting there in that envelope all year long. Um, You know, I, I told him, I said, well, I hope it's not expired. You know, maybe you can get a pedicure or something, whatever. (laughs) Get something out of it anyway. God has a gift for you. The Bible says we were restored to friendship with God by the death of his son while we were still his enemies. And we will be delivered from eternal punishment by his life. So now we can rejoice in our, listen to this, wonderful new relationship with God, all because of what our Lord Jesus Christ has done for us. Uh, I underline there, wonderful new relationship with God. It's the most wonderful thing. I mean, this, this season, you're probably going to open a few gifts, maybe some of you a bunch of gifts. You know, some of those gifts are going to be impersonal. Some are going to be impractical. Some, you really, you not be able to use them. Some of them are temporary. Some are going to wear out and break before the day's over. Some will just be flat out cheap. None of that applies to God's gift to us. God's gift is personal, custom made just for you. Unto you is born this day a Savior. Christ the Lord. That's the angel's words. It's personal. God's gift is practical. It's the most practical gift you ever get. You need this gift uh, that he is offering to you. It's very practical. It's priceless. Jesus Christ paid for it with his life. I mean, it's how much it cost him for this gift. And it's everlasting. It will last forever throughout eternity. So where are you going to get a gift like that at Christmas? Nowhere else except from God. If I told you that I have a gift for you that would solve all your biggest problems, heal all your deepest hurts, forgive you of every single mistake and sin that you've ever committed, help you understand the purpose that you were put for on the earth and to make you just honestly a better person. Fill your life with confidence and joy and peace and eternal life in heaven. Would you be interested in a gift like that? I think we would.
So I ask you, if you're in this service today, how many more Christmases are you going to have without opening the gift? Without opening that, that gift that he has for you? Maybe you're in this room and you celebrate Christmas every year, or maybe you show up for uh, the children's play or a special event around this time. But if you haven't unwrapped the gift that is Christ, God's gift to you, what's the whole point? How many more Christmases? How many more open, unopened gifts? Now's the time. I just encourage you, don't let another Christmas go by without deciding. I mean, if God loves you this much, you've got to know this God. You've got to give your heart to him. You've got to figure out this relationship with him. Psalm 70 verse 4 says, let those who love your salvation exclaim what a wonderful God he is. That's him offering that to us. When we understand how wonderful this gift is of Jesus being given for us, how incredible, how magnificent, how marvelous, how mind-blowing God's gift of Jesus Christ is to us. When you really understand that, there's only one logical response. Accept it. Receive him. To reject it is kind of madness, really. A God who loves you that much? So how do you do it? How do you, how do you learn to love God? How do you trust him? The, the Bible says, if you will say with your mouth, Jesus is my Lord, and you will believe in your heart that God raised him back from death, you know, after the cross, he died, but he was God, so he came back to life. He proved it. God raised him back from death. You will be, say it, saved. You will be saved. You say, Jesus is my Lord. What does that mean? I mean, what does it mean to say Jesus is Lord of my life? Well, through this Christmas play, they, they reminded us it's as simple as ABC. A is admit that he is God and that I'm a sinner. I turn from my old ways and choose his ways. B, I believe that he loves me and can save me. He is in control and he can take even the bad things in my life and turn them around and bring good out of them because he's calling the shots. He's the Lord. And number C, I commit the rest of my life to following his plan, the purpose I was created for in the first place. I commit to that. Why should I do that? He made you and he loved you enough to come for you. Nobody else is going to do that. Philippians 2 says, For this reason God gave Jesus the name that is greater than any other name. One day, all beings in heaven and on earth and in the world below will fall on their knees, and all will openly proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. We sing this. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. That's such a great line. You know, and you just sing it without even thinking. I mean, we know it so well. But it's like an invitation, right? Or it's like a, a call. He's saying, come, come. Just like through the shepherds, he says that to us. Oh, come, let us you know, he doesn't say come and just love him. It says that other places in the Bible. But we sing, you know, adore is a very intentional word. Adore. You know, you don't just say to anybody, I do. I mean, you know, that baby, man, you know, we just say, 
just adore. Or you got special people in your life, and there, there's something really special, in, and you say, I adore you. Are you saying that to Jesus? Oh, come let us adore him. Christ the Lord. See, the adore doesn't work without the Christ the Lord. You make him Lord of your life. See, on a day like today, we're not just talking simply about recognizing the, the baby in the manger. We're recognizing that I'm giving my whole life to him. I mean, maybe you've given your sins to God. Maybe there's somebody in this room that has never done that. And today would be a great day to say, okay, I get it. I was at a funeral the other day, and this, this kid came walking by, and he said, I have never understood what that was all about, but today, I got it. I understood it. And I grabbed him, and I said, okay, don't let it just be up here. Let it be in your heart. He said, I will. I was so excited about that. <laughs> that might be you today. Maybe you just need to get it from your head down to your heart. He would save you today, right here in this place. But there might be a few of you here that you've you kind of done that. You know that he's forgiven you. But this whole Lord thing, I don't know about that. Because he didn't ask just to forgive you of your sin. He wants everything you got. He wants all of you. You know, he gave everything to come to that manger and to get on that cross, and he wants everything from you. He wants to be in complete charge of your life. He wants to be the manager. He wants to be the one in control. Wouldn't that be great today to say, okay, I get it. What a great Christmas gift back to Jesus. He gave already. Now would you give yourself completely to him? Wouldn't that be a great gift to him and to the people that you love? So we're going to pray this morning. Uh, we're going to sing this little carol, just a cappella together. So I want you thinking about adoring him. We're just going to sing that one, that one little part. Just, oh, come let us adore him, Christ the Lord. While we're doing that, would you make a decision about your relationship with Jesus Christ? He wants to know you. He's welcoming you. I don't, I don't think I could make it any clearer than I have today. And if you're watching by live stream today, would you give your heart to Christ today? You know, you can make a decision, right? Where maybe you're laying in bed or maybe you're watching on the couch, wherever you are. Thanks for coming to this service today. But I hope that you will give your heart to Christ today in this place. Let's bow, but let's sing before we pray. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore. Oh, come let us adore him, cry the Lord. Sing it again. Sing it from deep in your soul. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, yeah. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him. 
the Lord. Lord Jesus, um, it's just us in here today, meeting with you, feeling your presence here. We, uh, some of us are excited about what the kids are going to do this morning, and I'm glad that you gave us this time here today to, to see Eleni, to see this little baby, and to remind us that you were that size, even smaller, born that night in a manger, God came to earth. You did it for us. You did it for me. You did it for every man, every woman, every young person that's in this room right now. So Lord, today we, we make a decision. Lord, I'm so grateful that you don't, you don't make us wait till we get all the boxes checked off. We get our life all straightened out and make everything right. We're just like the, the guy at the service the other day. We get it. But help us not just get it in our head. Help us to receive it in our heart. Help us this morning to open the gift and receive Jesus Christ as our Savior. But even more, Lord, help us to decide today that Christ is Lord. Christ is the top priority of all the things in my life that I could give my life to, all the self-centered parts of me and all the different things that could be priorities. May Jesus be the top priority. May Jesus be the Lord of my life. We make a fresh, new 2018 Christmas decision. We love you, Christ. We adore you, Christ the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In your holy and precious name, amen.